Cut the crap. How many times a day do you want to say that to politicians, the elite, the loony liberals, the fake news media, and the gender-confused emotional socialist snowflake crowd? Cut the crap is your secret weapon for fighting for our freedoms and our great republic. It all begins with a massive Massive mental mental enema, freeing you from the toxic news and politically correct views, which constipate your consciousness with stinking thinking. Your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer, is known for calling out politicians and telling them to cut the crap. You've seen him on virtually every television network and listened to him on Coast to Coast Radio. And now he's here to help you learn to fight for America. Culture, race, and American politics, they all have one thing in common. They all need to cut the crap. Now, here's your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer. Hey, folks, welcome to the program. Jovan Hutton Pulitzer, uh, thank you for joining me for Cut the Crap. I know it is a very odd, weird word for a name of a program, Cut the Crap. And yeah, I'm hijacking a word. That's what we're going to be talking about today word hijack. I hijacked crap because it's the perfect acronym for culture, race, and American politics. And when you mix culture, and race and American politics together, well, seems everything goes to hell in a handbasket. We get all feelings-based society, and everything goes upside down. By the way, folks, I want to give a shout-out to my listeners on 93.3 Real Talk FM that listen to me out there. Thank you so very much for joining me. The rest of you, if you want to watch when I do the program, I normally do the program 7 a.m., 7 p.m., seven days a week. That's Central Standard Time, so you can remember it, 777. And you can kind of watch me do the program on Facebook and Twitch and Telegram and Twitter and Rumble and Gitter and all these other particular ones. We have a great family here. This is a group of family here that discuss the issues that are facing every one of us because we're all trying to figure out how in the hell is our country seemingly going to hell in a handbasket. The gift we were given in 2020 is that we now know the media and politicians are not only bad, they massage our brains with words. And if they want us to think a certain way, they either write stories to push us that way, or if it's a major point that they want to ingrain in our culture, they will hijack that word. Now, this has been going on forever. One of the original redefining of words, when it was learned in modern era that you could redefine a word and make people believe that that's the actual definition of it. And one of the first people that did it was in 1932, was Franklin Delano Roosevelt. He is the one that's responsible for redefining the word liberalism. Liberalism has always meant and was defined as a belief in individual liberty. It's that simple. You believe in individual liberties. Now, when you think about that today, okay, um, which is, you know, 90 plus, yeah, 90 plus years later, you 
when you think liberalism, I don't think you would say that it means those people that are liberals and into liberalism believe in individual liberties. Now, yes, they claim they're suppressed, but they don't want anything to do with our individual liberties. And so in 1932, Franklin Delano Roosevelt redefined liberalism, which was a belief in individual liberty, and redefined it, sold it back to the nation with the media, playing on what's called the forgotten man, that all these forgotten people across the United States. And the way they got people to adopt it was basically the forgotten man rule. You're being left out. We need to help you. And what they defined liberalism at the time as a belief in paternalistic government for trading individual liberty for state-sponsored security. In other words, we'll take care of your liberties, right? We'll basically make sure everything is perfect for you, you are protected, and everything else. Just let us be your parent. And that's where the term liberalism changed to basically mean individual liberties. And you're right, we became a nanny state. And it was Franklin Delano Roosevelt that did that. Now, sometimes in modern times, words change over time. If uh, we just went back two decades and we talked about the word bailout, it would basically mean to jump your butt right out of that plane before it crashes or that aircraft or jump off and get off before you're going to get hurt. It's been hijacked and now it means injecting money into something that's too big to fail, right? One of those simple words, crony, used to be a pal you'd share a drink with. Now it's people you'll share tax money payer with, right? Freedom has ostensibly gone from do what you want to do what we want, right? Poverty, which used to mean you cannot supply the basics in life to survive, now literally means you can't afford to buy the fanciest sneakers or you can't have an iPhone. I, I kid you not, that's a new definition of poverty. Racism used to mean the resentment of someone based on their skin color. Now racism is defined as the resentment of someone because of their political views. If you don't agree with their political views, you're racist. Now, sometimes there's words that kind of catch on in slang and stuff. There's about 1,700 words that have gone through this transformation in modern times. One of them is slay. Slay is one of these that went from a where a bad word becomes a good word. It used to mean to kill. Now it actually means it's absolutely fantastic. It's perfect. You nailed it. You did it right on. You slay. Now think about looking back in history. If we were going back looking at documents and somebody would say, and he came out, there were a thousand people out there and he slayed them all. What if they only had the old context of that word? You would think that that person came out and was one of the most significant mass killers of all time. Think about that. Just a simple word. And my meaning of that is you can make anything mean what you want if you can put it out there. I'll give you a good example. If I was to jump a thousand years into the future, I could convince everybody that our planet 
destroyed itself because it became drowned in oil. Now, how could I prove that? I go out from the future and we dig and all of a sudden on the planet we'd find, you know, under some dirt, we'd find this layer of compacted oil and gravel. And we dig here and we dig here and all of a sudden we find, man, that thing runs thousands of miles. And I said, yeah, it was an oil event. I'm from the past. I'm telling you, we drowned in oil and it turned everything. It baked it. It baked it hard as rock. That's why this runs for a thousand miles. Now, what I'd really be describing is an asphalt road and concrete highways. And that just goes to show you that you literally can apply meaning to anything and extract meaning to anything and force it on a society and get them to believe it if you just kind of repeat it over and over. So one of the first ones we're going to attack this morning is we're going to attack, attack how we went from global warming, right, to climate change. And you might not have ever heard of inadvertent climate modification. Have you ever heard that term before? In, yes, it was an inadvertent climate modification. Why haven't we heard words like these? And it's because words have always been a war. This is a war for our mind and our money, and they use words to make sure they can take our freedom. And this is why you have to know this crap so you can tell them to cut the crap. Hang tight, it's gonna get interesting. I'll be right back right after this. See, I told you learning how to tell the world to cut the crap would make you feel great. There's more to come. Jovan will be right back. Get the hard-hitting truth. The left doesn't want you to hear the real truth Jovan Hutton Pulitzer has to tell you. You want common sense and facts, and that is what Jovan Hutton Pulitzer can provide. He is your warrior helping you fight the left. Jovan Hutton Pulitzer is unnerving the left daily as he tells you exactly what you need to hear. At jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com, you will receive the truth that the left does not want you to hear. Just go to jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com right now to hear the truth. The morning after the 3 November 2020 presidential election, Americans woke up to the stark reality that our great nation was under a new type of attack. This attack didn't come with mortars or bullets, but was an assault on our sacred election process. Since then, Americans everywhere have had to ask themselves if they really believe that our election was true and fair. We are in a time of large-scale government corruption, and many have lost faith in our institutions. That's why we formed the America Project for you and for the nation. The America Project was formed by a group of fellow patriots who are building the most pro-freedom and pro-American network ever known. The America Project will connect you with organizations, churches, small businesses, and individuals to help you win for America. The America Project is about actions and results. Join our team today. God bless you and God bless America. You know, it's kind of hard of us to think about a grand cabal, right? It's like something out of a James Bond movie, right? Some evil guy waiting for his billion dollars, right? Well, suspend belief for a moment. And do you believe that sometimes people cheat? 
Think about it. Have you played cards or any games with your brothers and sisters? People cheat. It's just the way it is. So now let's peel that onion back and let's look at the voting system. For the first time in history, we have the most people ever that came out to vote. Or the most people, dead people, that voted. Whatever it is. But the most people ever came out to vote. Then you have the most ever spent in any election year. $14 billion was spent in 2020. And then you have the first time in history by many, many multiples, tons of ballots mailed out, dumped in the marketplace. Is it a lot easier for maybe hundreds or tens or even thousands of people to do a bunch of little things end up changing the big result? So sometimes don't think about it as this big grand cabal doing things. There's enough small people that do some of these bad things we're back. Now let's continue to fight back and take back our country by learning how to tell the politically correct to cut the crap. Here's Jovan. I, if I made a recommendation to anybody out there, I would recommend stop getting your feelings hurt by words. And I'm telling you, <laughs> I know what it's like to have your feelings hurt by words. My sisters would uh, call me names all the time, and I know what it's like to just really be hurt by words. Or kids across the street would call us hillbillies. And it just literally irritated the crap out of me. But I recognize now it's only because I was immature. That's why it hurt. It didn't hurt because it was true. It just hurt because I was immature, and I couldn't handle the emotion. It sounds familiar, right? And so a few things that everybody needs to understand, and I'll give you an example. I am inherently, myself, it's an admission, I'm racist. I am racist because I believe, and I think science bears it out, that there is only one race, and that is the human race. There are differences amongst people that systems have categorized but we're all humans, and that's it. The human race, absolutely, period. And so racist to me is you either believe you're human or not. There's humans, and there's the animal kingdom, and there's the human you know, human race. So I believe there's one human race. When it comes to the words of how it had been used about racist about skin color, I would have to admit, yes, I had a family that was at many times bigoted, because that's the correct word. Now you understand why schools don't teach words and math anymore. But the correct word is bigoted, right? Uh, because you just have this creed, opinion, or practice, or, or ritual that literally forms your opinion of what that is. And so I, I admit it, I was bigoted. I was bigoted when I was a kid to people that were black Americans. You might not no, it might not make sense to you, but what it was is my father beat into my head my whole life that my mother, which she did, ran off and married a black man. I had tremendous resent over that as a kid because I didn't have my mother. I didn't know my mother. I didn't really get to meet my mother until I was 22 years old. And therefore, I also have to admit I was bigoted. But on the other side, I admit growing up in Arkansas and being in my grandmother's house, I didn't like the way that People were treated differently because of their skin color and that the, the kids that happened to be black 
could only swim in the pool on Tuesday in the evening, not during the day. And then they would immediately drain and scrub the pool. So yeah, we've had bigoted and bigoted society. But as you evolve and mature, which is my point, you literally become less bigoted. And so we have to understand how these words interact in our life and what words mean or do not mean. And that is the bottom line. And so the question is, are we going to allow words to hurt us? So somebody calls me a racist, I just kind of laugh, it's stupid. Somebody called me a racist over an archeological opinion of something I was working on, and they said, you're just a racist because you can't admit that was uh, Native Americans. Well, no, it wasn't Native Americans, but their whole thing was, well, you're racist. And that word's been weaponized. Now, one of the words that have been weaponized is, remember, we were gonna have an ice age coming, and then it was global warming, and now it's climate change, and they'll call you a climate denier. So I want to ask you right now to take a pledge with me and literally, I mean, I think we should do hashtags, I am racist. Literally, hashtag I am racist. And underneath it put, there's only the human race. We need to start embracing these words and not letting them hurt us. And one of us is, you're a climate denier. Well, let me kind of do some illegal, true, real definition for you of climate. Uh, it's meteorological conditions, including temperature, precipitation, wind, that characteristically prevail in a region. So asking you the question, do you believe in climate? Well, damn, I believe in climate. Or climate. Then you ask, okay, it's a region of Earth having a particular meteorological condition. Do you believe in climate? Well, as a matter of fact, I do. I know there's different reason, regions. And then they've applied it to a prevailing set of conditions on human attitudes or human affairs. That's the current climate. Well, holy smokes, I'm not a climate denier. I'm not a climate denier, not at all. In fact, I can see empirical proof there is client. I keep on saying client. Climate, right? Now think about it. Why do we get offended when someone, he's a climate denier? No, you idiot. I can see rain. I can see the effects of the wind. I know when it gets warm. I know when it gets cold. That's climate. I 100% believe in climate. And so what I want to take you on on this journey here is how the system uses wordplay and word wars to control your mind, but at the end of the day, it's all about money. When I was young, we were worried about an ice age. We were, I, I can remember being worried as a child, oh my God, we're gonna freeze. I don't wanna freeze again because I understood that ice ages could come. I mean, it was based on logic. I didn't have to be very smart, I was young, but I knew there were things as ice ages and I knew ice ages could begin at different times and I knew ice ages could end at different times. And so I had a real worry of, oh my God, we're gonna, we're gonna freeze. But then ice uh, ice, uh, global warming came on after ice age. It was gonna be global warming. And that's what I want to literally talk about here because Many may not know that where all of this came from 
and this wordplay and sausageism, word sausage, word salad, they go together, is when it was fighting for money, right? The words changed to make it more powerful. Now, words matter. Let's look at this. Words matter. They've started mattering since religion. Why? Because you're naturally going to gravitate to the pastor that says, if you don't go to my church, if you don't follow my way, if you don't say what I say, you're going to burn in hell. Or you could choose, hey, we, we're just a good group of people. We really don't know what happens when you die, but come on and hang out with us and, well, we'll kind of worry about it. Well, see, human inclination is to be driven by fear and to go towards the ones that absolutely say they have the absolute proof and it's the only way. And that's what happened with this climate issue that we're in now. Now, originally, uh, this came out about the time of JFK was bebopping with Marilyn Monroe. She had just been found dead. And the word that came out was called inadvertent climate modification. That's where all this started. Yes, you're Mr. President, JFK. We've had an inadvertent climate modification. We're worried about where these inadvertent climate modifications are going to take us. We're not sure how to deal with them, but we foresee a lot of inadvertent climate modifications on the horizon. I'll tell you about this modification when I come back. Are you following Jovan on all social media? You think this program is good at empowering you? You should get your PhD in cutting the crap by following Jovan Daly on all social media. Just find him by typing hashtag Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Hang tight, Jovan will be right back. Here's a message to every rapist, domestic abuser, violent criminal thug, and every other monster who preys upon women. Maybe you've heard the stories about millions of us flocking to gun stores and gun ranges for the first time, the second time, and the hundredth time. Here's what that means for despicable cowards like you. Your life expectancy just got shorter because there's a very good chance your next target will be armed, trained, and ready to exercise her right to choose her life over yours. This is what real empowerment looks like. Millions of American moms, grandmothers, and professional women taking our lives and our families' lives into our own capable hands. I'm the National Rifle Association of America, and I'm freedom's safest place. Over 18.5 million plays, it's Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Folks, I have one job, and my job is for you, and that is to make you the smartest patriot in the room. At jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com, you will receive the truth that the left does not want you to hear. You will not be banned. You will not be regulated. You will only hear what you need to hear. If you consider yourself to be a true patriot, it would be a crime not to visit jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com today. They use their media to assassinate real news. They use their schools to teach children that their president is another Hitler. They use their movie stars and singers and comedy shows and award shows to repeat their narrative over and over again. 
and then they use their ex-president to endorse the resistance, all to make them march, make them protest, make them scream racism and sexism and xenophobia and homophobia, to smash windows, burn cars, shut down interstates and airports, bully and terrorize the law-abiding, until the only option left is for the police to do their jobs and stop the madness. And when that happens, they'll use it as an excuse for their outrage. The only way we stop this, the only way we save our country and our freedom is to fight this violence of lies with the clenched fist of truth. I'm the National Rifle Association of America, and I'm freedom's safest place. No, you didn't vote. You thought you voted. All you did was mark a piece of paper with what you wanted to vote, but your vote didn't count then. If you don't know this information, how can you change what's going on? Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer is unnerving the left daily as he tells you exactly what you need to hear. You've lost family, you've lost friends over all of this because they said you're a conspiracy theorist. Just go to JovanHuttonPulitzer.locals.com right now to hear the truth. If you were asked by someone to explain how did the computers rig votes, how did the numbers change, most people would never be able to much less explain it or even understand it. Your eyes just glaze over. If you consider yourself to be a true patriot, it would be a crime not to visit JovanHuttonPulitzer.locals.com today. I guarantee you, you will absolutely be the smartest patriot in the room. There were 242 operatives just in Georgia alone. And what they did is they loaded every one of these drop boxes. Here's where they got the ballot. You've lost family. You've lost friends over all of this because they said you're a conspiracy theorist. Now you have the facts and the information to educate them and to open their eyes to what's really happening. Did you know that Jovan is the only private citizen which has a full webpage dedicated to him on the Secretary of Georgia's government website? Why? Because politicians are deathly afraid of Jovan, his reach, his fans, and his calling him out publicly and telling them to cut the crap. They know Jovan empowers the people, and corrupt politicians do not want the people knowing the truth. Now, let's get back to it. We're talking about how words manipulate us, how politics and the unholy trinity of government, media, and academia use wordplay to manipulate our mind and to control our money. And that's why I think all of us should embrace the fact, if it's true for you, if you're racist. I think I'm going to start putting the hashtag, I am racist. I'm going to generate discussions. I'm absolutely going to generate discussions. I am racist. Why is that? Because I fervently believe there is only one race, and that is the human race. Period, 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 period. And that's how I'm going to disarm it. Somebody says, you're racist? Absolutely. I'm a human racist. There's only humans. I believe it. Prove me otherwise. Because there is only one race. And at the same time, I think we should embrace the word climate. Climate's not a bad word. I'm not a climate de denier. I see evidence around me all the time of climate. It's there. It's true. It happens. It's part of our life. Climate is real. Oh, my God. Why would you think I'm a climate denier? That's stupid. Okay, Mr. Reporter, you're asking me right now, 
you know, it was kind of cool and breezy this morning, and now it's 105 in the afternoon, and we got to maybe a shower this next week. Are you stupid? Why would I deny that? I completely understand climate. We have to take these words back. And it's all because of this naming game. It's when media got emboldened of manipulating our minds and got into partner with politics, going back to JFK, when they convinced us that that magic bullet went in and out of the car and in and out of people, and here we found it on the gurney. And so what happened is all of this started happening in the 60s, and there was a Russian report come out about CO2, right? And it was what was called the SMIC. That was the study on man's impact on climate. That's where it began, 1971. A Swedish fellow says it's inadvertent climate modifications. What did that mean? Basically meaning are things going on that we didn't inadvertently, you know, that we're making happen. And it kind of took on, right? Nobody paid attention to it. And so people couldn't understand this inadvertent climate modification or anything like that. They just couldn't understand it. And so in 1975, a Columbia University fellow, wrote an article and he decided to call it uh, global warming. That it looks like everything's warming up. Oh my goodness. And it kind of took on because media covered it. Hey, this is a good topic. You mean we're warming? That's great. You mean they get his head bashed out on the sidewalk and it was a kid with eight trannies talking to a conservative, that lead, that's great. You know, if it bleeds, it leads, right? And so basically, it's always been that way. The media took off with the story, and we are on the brink of global warming. And so it kind of got some stuff until 1988, a scientist had to testify in front of Congress and testify to the fact that, well, our environment, with a high degree of confidence, I can say that our environment, there is a cause and effect relationship uh, between the greenhouse effect and global warming. Remember, it was the greenhouse effect first. We're being closeted in with fumes and gases. Again, we're going to warm because that's all what happens in a greenhouse, right? Greenhouse effect, it gets warm. We must be global warming. And then all of a sudden, we started having all of these incredible temperatures that were cold. Repeatedly, we went into a cold swing. We went into an El Nino. Right? You have niñas and niños. All of a sudden, wait a minute, this global warming doesn't work if we're continuing to get cold. And then they went back to the drawing board. Okay, so it's not an inadvertent effect. Um, it's not a greenhouse effect. We're not definitely not going to an ice age. Uh, it's global warming. And then it got cold. Well, maybe it is an ice age. We, we got to stop saying global warming. I got it. Let's call it climate change. And all of a sudden, we're now in this era of climate change. Now, why is climate change good for that unholy trinity of media, academia, and government? We're going into a incredible dry, hot period. It is climate change. And all of a sudden, the rains come and everything's flood. See? The first thing that leads to it is massive flooding, washes away the soil. Then there's no soil, it gets hot again. Climate change. You get it? There's a cold snap. We had all of these cold snaps because of climate change. More tornadoes or less tornadoes. It's because of climate change. Well, you're right. 
dumbasses. Every time these things happen, it does change the climate because it's the earth doing it. It changes. It's the way it is. But now you are led to believe instead of climate change being the way the earth is as we go down and drill in ice sheets into ice a million years ago and find out there were more greenhouse gases then than there are now, climate change. Because you're right. It did change. And so now they found the perfect word excuse to basically explain something that's incredibly simple. Do you know what? If every one of us died tomorrow and humankind, just humankind, was wiped from the planet, including those who don't identify as human, who think they're space people, furries, rocks, pygmies, or alters, everybody that has the human right goes. You know what's going to happen? The earth will still be here, and I'll be damned it will change week in, week out, day in, day out, month in, month out, season in, season out, year in, year out, and we'll just go on without us. And we'll have the same freaking ups and downs and cycles. Now, why do I even bring this up? Because you know. It's because if they can sell you on that thing, climate change is bad, global warming, ice age, inadvertent climatic event, then what they get, a climatic event, not climactic event, I'll take an inadvertent climactic event anytime. Anyway, I digress. Anyway, what we're dealing with here is if they can make it into something bad and make it uh, sound like they can control it or do something about it, then they can charge for it. They can charge us to be saved. We'll save you. We can charge you for that. You emit carbon when you breathe out and the leaves do it and the leaves feed the carbon and goes in and out and makes oxygen, but we're going to charge you for your carbon credits. Get it? It is all about money. They have to create these word constructs to be able to keep create the business around it. We now have literally kids on hormone blockers and all this other stuff. Why? Because the system changed the words and we allowed it. We now ignore and have given bigger meaning to the word sex. And by the way, sex used to be only in the animal kingdom of how they talked about it. A long time ago, you wouldn't even say, look at the legs on that piano. That was considered taboo. <laughs> Believe it or not, that's true. But sex is actually uh, about our gametes, which are actually uh, cells. The gametes decide it. You'll, we'll just call it with you DNA and structure. But now they've hijacked that word. And they've taken from sex to male to female. They've now taken it to where, oh, okay, well, sex also means gender. That is why they won't have a discussion about male and female, and they scream, no, it's gender. Because see, in gender, you can have all of those flavors. Are you beginning to understand the wordplay here? But the underlying condition, whether it be global warming, climate change, climate event, gender, is you also have to look at what's called the secondary science. See, they can say it's global warming. Well, if you look at the secondary science by drilling down 2,000 feet 
in an iceberg and you see this has always happened, that's an inconvenient truth. That's the real inconvenient truth, right? Well, what about this gender stuff? Because, see, what they do is they get you confused in what's called the primary sexual characteristics of humans. That's your gametes, actually. But for short circuit, we'll call it your penis or your vagina, right? Um, they want to ignore the secondary science. And now what's the secondary science when it comes to this gender stuff, right? Because, you know what? Oh, damn, you have those secondary sexual characteristics. That's why men can have periods. And that's why women can grow beards. Now, I kind of contest that one because most of my aunts, which I know are women, actually have, I was always jealous of my aunts because they had bigger mustaches than me, right? But that's just in my family. It may not be in your family. But there are things called... <laughs> secondary sexual characteristics. Look at that guy. What a weirdo. Look at his boobs and he's having a period. That woman has really big hands and Adam's apple and grows, geez, the most ridiculous beard you can imagine. See, they have to uh, ignore the secondary science always. This party that says you it's about science. And because we don't arm ourselves, because we accept gender, have you told your kids and grandkids when they get pregnant, going to have kids, quit having gender reveal parties? Because there's nothing about gender in the reveal. Have a party to celebrate the baby, blue for boy, pink for girl, but quit calling it a gender reveal because you're playing into the word sausage. And because you think gender means male or female, that it describes sex, it's not. It's a construct. It's not a scientific fact. And in all of this, whether it be climate change or even gender, you have to look at the secondary scientific, well, evidence and characteristics. That is why all of this falls apart with an inconvenient truth. But you know what? You know why they don't focus on secondary characteristics? is because they've taught you to buy into their words and the words don't allow for secondary characteristics until they change the definition. Just like they did in the dictionary. Now the dictionary says in a definition for a woman that it, it really only means if you feel that way has nothing to do with your actual DNA or sex. And this is how they take us over. This is how they control mankind. This is why this week there's going to be big announcements and you're going to find out by all history and financial history that we are in a horrible recession. But see, the White House knows this. And because we have elected a maladministration via mail order, this maladministration has decided well, we don't want to be associated with that, so let's completely redefine what a recession is. Because if we redefine it and we get everybody to say it in the media and academia and we do it, then nothing bad happened. It was really good. And this is why words matter.
closing comments right after this. Are you following Jovan on all social media? You think this program is good at empowering you? You should get your PhD in cutting the crap by following Jovan Daly on all social media. Just find him by typing hashtag Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Hang tight. Jovan will be right back. Here's a message to every rapist, domestic abuser, violent criminal thug, and every other monster who preys upon women. Maybe you've heard the stories about millions of us flocking to gun stores and gun ranges for the first time, the second time, and the hundredth time. Here's what that means for despicable cowards like you. Your life expectancy just got shorter. Because there's a very good chance your next target will be armed, trained, and ready to exercise her right to choose her life over yours. This is what real empowerment looks like. Millions of American moms, grandmothers, and professional women taking our lives and our families' lives into our own capable hands. I'm the National Rifle Association of America, and I'm freedom's safest place. Over 18.5 million plays, it's Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Folks, I have one job, and my job is for you, and that is to make you the smartest patriot in the room. At jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com, you will receive the truth that the left does not want you to hear. You will not be banned. You will not be regulated. You will only hear what you need to hear. If you consider yourself to be a true patriot, it would be a crime not to visit jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com today. Hey there, think of all those people who mocked you for being a conspiracy theorist. Are you ready to become the smartest patriot in the room? Well, now's your chance to join me on Local. It's exclusive. It's a free trial membership where you can use to determine if my work my insight, my content, and what I do to educate you to fight this fight for our country is worth it. And this is a whopping $4.16 decision, since that's what the membership is with an annual subscription. Now, you have to decide if $4.16 a month is worth becoming the smartest patriot in the room. So are you willing to spend $4.16 to gain the knowledge and insight it takes to make sure your country and our way of life survives is four dollars and 16 cents even worth being able to prove to your family friends and co-workers that you're not some whacked conspiracy theorist is four dollars and 16 cents worth spending on your education to fight this fight but to also know you can do it where you can share the truth and talk about the truth so help us god and not get banned if you are ready to become a fact-slinging, ass-kicking warrior of truth who fights for the survival of this country, then I invite you to take me up on this offer and determine if our country, our future, and my information is worth $4.16. Can you feel it? You're getting more powerful by the minute. Just think of the impact your voice will have simply because you know how to tell the culture, race, and American political prostitutes. They all need to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. Let's get back to Jovan and his final words for this week's program. Now you're getting the message. Words matter, folks. Words have power. But 
Words only have power if you agree to it. That's the truth. And it goes back to my childhood. My sisters, this is a historical retelling, my sisters used to call me faggot all the time. I really had no idea what it meant. Then when I learned what they were calling me, I became so freaking angry because I let the word hurt me because I ain't no faggot. Do you understand what I'm saying? And it would drive me wild. It would, it would destroy me with my two sisters ganging up on me. One day, true story, we had gotten into a big fight. I don't remember what it was. But my sisters dragged me out of the shower, hogtied my feet, took me out to the front yard. And we had this tree, had this kind of little stump limb on it. And they hung me up by my feet naked upside down. And I was there until my parents came home from bowling, trying to hold my Mr. Winky from having it being seen because it was embarrassing. <laughs> and at that moment, at that moment, I decided my sisters are never going to bully me again. And so the next time, because I understood there that when I got angry and I got hurt, it gave them power. And so the next time they called me a faggot, true story, I just go, stop it, stop it, stop it. And they looked at me for a minute and that word was over because I took it away from them. I just totally took it away from them. True story never uttered out their mouth again. Also, one of those forbidden words, they used to call me retard. That would upset me. They call me a retard. You're such a retard. You know how kids do. Until finally, <laughs> I was, I'm not, I'm not stopping, I'm going to tell on you. And they stopped it. They brutalized me with words until I realized the secret was just take the word away from them. Now we sit here today, and the big bully is our government and the media, and they brutalize us with words. We're about to go into a massive recession that's going to be confirmed two quarters of losses. And right now, our mail-order administration White House that we got there is going to and has redefined what a recession is. And they're redefining it so... They can say, well, we're not in a recession because it's all about lies. The same thing in the Obama administration changed the rules and literally said, boom, all these mass shootings. Why? Because they included gang violence in it, which was a separate category. Of course, mass shootings went through the roof when you changed the definition. Changing definitions can be drastic, don't you think? What about the recent change with the mandates? And they said, you've got this. You don't have the flu. Do you think it changed the face of our nation? You get it now. Definitions are powerful. Oh, by the way, if you change that definition and that's why the person died, you get a $35,000 bonus. Money drives it all. And they're either trying to take our money or control our money or get more money from us. And so our mail order maladministration right now is in the process of redefining the word 
recession. This is where you have to fight. When somebody calls you a racist, I believe you should say, you're right, I am a racist. Man, I am such a hardcore racist. And compel it with, because I believe there's only one human race. There's it. I hate hyphens. I think hyphens are stupid. I think hyphens divide us. Get it? You're a climate denier. I don't deny climate. I love climate is like so confirmed and incredible. Boy, I can see all that. I'm, I believe that science. Climate, 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 climate. Climate changes like from week to week, day to day, month to month. I, I believe in climate. Are you kidding? And play it back to them. It's like this kid going around interviewing where he's interviewing people about Roe versus Wade. Government cannot tell me to do with my, my body, blah, 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 blah. And they're fighting it. And then he says, well, what about governments telling you you got to get a vaccination? And they go completely quiet. And you can watch their brains trying to deal with it. You can't be of two sets of minds. And that's what they do. See, they divide the minds, divide the people, push one word. And as they push one word and it gets accepted, it drags the rest of the people in and they've completed the hijack. Hijack these words back from them is my only message. Say the fact, I am not a climate denier. I absolutely believe climate is 100% real. I can look at the definition. It is absolutely guaranteed 1% real. Somebody calls you a racist. <laughs> oh my God, you better believe I'm a, I'm a hardcore racist. I am so hardcore racist that I believe Anytime somebody hyphenates somebody because of skin color, that is a dirty, nasty, dastardly deed because they are dehumanizing them and every one of us are just humans. You better believe I'm a racist. And the moral of the story is we do it to ourselves because we accept it. We do it to ourselves because we accept it. And that's how it works. They have to do a cleave first. They have to make it controversial. They have to take the weakest minds first to agree. And then you got the people that still have their minds out here. They divide it. They hammer one, make that the norm, make you fear being called, not being part of that group. And then slowly it morphs you into that group because you kind of agree and go along with it. Do you understand? So I'm telling you, why don't you just accept the fact that words matter and words are wars too. And why don't you just refuse to be part of the war? Why don't you recognize that governments and systems and institutions do this to us, learn the real meaning of the word, and absolutely slay them with the truth about words? But that's me, and I'm a racist, but I'm a good kind of racist because I believe in climate. And I think all of us should be racist too and believe in climate and tell them all to cut the crap. Most people are afraid to stand up and speak out, but not you. You've been learning how to tell the system to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. What can I do to help save the America I love? And the answer is learn how to fight back and tell the system to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. Cut the Crap's not just a radio program, it's a movement. 
The right kind of movement, which breaks free the conservative constipation and reminds you that you are the majority. And we're just not going to take it anymore. Make sure you're following Joe Von Hutt and Pulitzer on all social media. See you next week. And between now and then, take a stand and tell them all to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. Hey there. Think of all those people who mocked you for being a conspiracy theorist. Are you ready to become the smartest patriot in the room? Well, now's your chance to join me on Local. It's exclusive. It's a free trial membership where you can use to determine if my work, my insight, my content, and what I do to educate you to fight this fight for our country is worth it. And this is a whopping $4.16 decision since that's what the membership is with an annual subscription. Now, you have to decide if $4.16 a month is worth becoming the smartest patriot in the room. So are you willing to spend $4.16 to gain the knowledge and insight it takes to make sure your country and our way of life survives? Is $4.16 even worth being able to prove to your family, friends, and coworkers that you're not some whacked conspiracy theorist? Is $4.16 worth spending on your education to fight this fight, but to also know you can do it where you can share the truth and talk about the truth, so help us God, and not get banned? If you are ready to become a fact-slinging, ass-kicking warrior of truth who fights for the survival of this country, then I invite you to take me up on this offer and determine if our country, our future, and my information is worth $4.16. Now, of course, you could use that money to buy one, well, say, iced coffee from your local Starbucks, or you could even feed yourself a box of frozen pretzels. Or that same $4.16 could be used to buy a small frozen Sara Lee pound cake. Now, of course, you could use that same $4.16 to feed your brain and to pound some sense into the leftists who are leaving our country in a mess. I hope you join me. Limited time offer, but you better hurry because it won't last long.